0: Fly, Eagles, fly to the playoffs because you got super lucky and the Vikings lost. E A G L E S. You only made it there because Carson Wentz got injured and Nick Foles is kind of okay sometimes in a tight little spot like that. Eagles, good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago check out our new studio. I think it's gorgeous. I hope you think the same thing. It's really the same room, but we turned a few things around, so it kind of looks cool. I don't know. You tell me. Today on the program, we got a lot of sports to talk about. Of course, football, regular season's ended, so we're going to talk about the playoffs. The NBA, it's LeBron James' birthday, so maybe we'll talk about that for like 30 seconds or so. And of course, MLB Free Agency is getting crazy a lot of cool stuff to talk about there so stay with us because sports 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 starts now And welcome one and all to the Sports 3X Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Nick Drago. If this is your first time joining us, first off, it doesn't always look this nice, but I plan for it to look this nice every show in the future. Also, why is it taking you so long to get here? Welcome to the show. We're here to provide you with all the quick and dirty sports news from everything that happened this week and everything that's coming up into the next week little bit of house cleaning stuff for you. So, next week's the playoffs, right? But the problem is is I do my episodes on Sunday and there's still some big games tonight that I'm not going to be able to talk about because they happen too late. And there's the Monday night game, which I'm pretty sure is not important. Either way, <clears throat> so because of that, this weekend my football extravaganza will be coming to your ears. That's right. I'm doing two episodes in one week, Nick. Have you gone mad? Yes. Yes, I have, but only a little bit. We're gonna have some guests on the show: Jorge Pajares and uh, and Jamie Grum, and possibly Joe Calabro. All three have been on the program before and would love to come and talk to you some more about the NFL playoffs. So we got a lot to talk about. Um, that will we will talk about w- when we get there. It's cool with you, cool with me. Okay, let's. Um, Before we talk football, I always got to tell you, you know, subscribe, YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook, and um, what's that other website? Twitter. Find us on those things. Just type in sports, sports, sports with Nick Drago in your search bar or at sports3xpodcast. Once you find us on your preferred social media site, hit that subscribe, like, follow, whatever the heck you want to do. Because... We love fans. I'm dead serious, we do. I know I don't act like we do. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of the games from this weekend. First off, the Cowboys and the Giants. They the Giants almost beat the number 1 seed in the NFC East. And yet, they end the season at 5 and 11. Cowboys get the win here 36 to 35. Saquon Barkley broke a record for most receptions by a rookie running back. Good for you. Saquon Barkley, I love this guy, 109 yards, 1 TD. The Jets and the Patriots, Jets of course got pump-smacked around, they end their season at 4-12, they lost 38-3, Tom Brady with 4 TDs, and they've been saying Brady's slowing down, I don't know, he looked pretty good to me, Jets will end up with the 3rd pick in the NFL Draft, yes! Okay, Steelers... Just barely beat the Bengals, but it doesn't mean anything. They won 16-13, to but the Ravens beat the Browns 26-24, which means the Ravens have won the division. I got to be honest. I don't think anyone saw that. You know what? That's not true. That's not true. Jamie Grum saw that coming earlier. Uh, I don't remember what episode that was. 21-20, somewhere around there. Sometime in the summer, he predicted the Ravens would win, um, win the division, and I laughed. I literally laughed at him. But, you know, things happen. The Rams, they also beat the 49ers 48-32. Nick Mullins, he looked pretty good for the Niners, 282 yards and three touchdowns. Todd Gurley still not playing. C.J. Anderson in this one, 132 yards in the TD for him. The Bills beat the Dolphins 42-17. Nothing really much to talk about there, um, except Josh Allen leading the team in both passing and rushing he had three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. 95 yards rushing, 224 yards through the air. The the Lions drop a goose egg on the Packers, 31-0. That's right, the Pack lost, and they end their season at 6-9-1. and one. Lions getting a huge win. Little bit late in the year, guys. Maybe you save Matt Patricia's job with that. Maybe not. Nah, that guy's probably not going anywhere yet. Although a lot of talks this week about how he's... Um, little bit grumpy when it comes to uh, media personalities and and he's always late to team meetings. He's late to uh, press conferences. Does that sound familiar to you? Yes, that's right. Sounds like Bill Belichick, his mentor for many years over in uh, New England. The only difference here, Matt Patricia, is that Bill Belichick actually has won like a whole lot. So I guess sometimes he has the right to be kind of a jerk. So maybe like be cool man just be cool all right let's come let's uh, move on the panthers i can't believe this they beat the saints 33 to 14 kyle allen 228 yards and two touchdowns falcons they got a win over the buccaneers 34 40 uh 34 to 32 the texans beat the jags 20 to 3 Deshaun watson he led uh, he led houston for both passing and rushing um Chargers, they got a big wing over the Broncos 23-9. to And of course, people were hoping maybe if the Chiefs lost, the Chargers would take over as number one in that division. And it didn't happen. The Chiefs, of course, crushed the Raiders 35-3. to Raiders have, uh, Raiders probably, uh, last time they'll be in Oakland, at playing in Oakland. They have another season until they move to Las Vegas, but I don't think you'll be seeing them again. It's the Oakland Raiders. Maybe we'll call them the San Fran Raiders next year. We'll see. All right, the Bears, this was another big one. They beat the Vikings 24-10. It's the only reason the Eagles made it to the playoffs, but I'm still rooting for those guys. The Eagles did what they had to do. They won 24 nothing over the Redskins. Nick Falls, 221 yards, and two touchdowns. Seahawks, they get a last-second victory over the Cardinals, 27-24. And when I say last-second, I mean they kicked a field goal to win it. Uh, Russell Wilson, not really his best game. He was 12. He... he uh, he was 12 for 21, 152 yards and a touchdown. So Seahawks will make it in. They're 10-6 on the season. And then the last game, the last game is the game that has started already tonight. There's the Colts and the Titans. Unfortunately, I will not have a score on that game for you. Why? It's a late one tonight. I'm seeing if I can pull up the score right now as to what's going on, but I don't have it. So let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about where these teams uh, stand in the final standings. I just can't. Things are not going my way right now. Well, either way, AFC East, Patriots are on top. Patriots are going to get that first round bye as expected. Nobody was thinking anything less for them, right? Uh, You have the Ravens. They took for the NFC North. That was a big victory there. Um, you have for the NFC South, you're gonna end up with the Saints. Wait, I'm 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 just jumping around here. Wait, AFC AFC North, AFC East, Patriots. Then you have for the South is the Texans, and then the West is the Chiefs, and then your two wild card teams. Are your Chargers, and then we're, again, awaiting to find out if it'll be the Colts and the Titans. Do I need to try that again? Let me just... Let's just... All right, Nick, get it together. Patriots, Ravens, Texans, Chiefs, Chargers, and a mystery team. So, basically, what you're going to have here, the Patriots are the one by, the Chiefs are going to be the other by, um, and then the Chargers will end up playing... The Chargers are going to end up playing the Texans. No, I'm sorry. Chargers and Ravens. Chargers and Ravens. Texans await uh, either the Colts or the Titans. Kind of stinks to be the Ravens and have to await to find out who, you know, that you're playing the Chargers of all teams. Chargers probably could have won that division. They're 13. No, they're 12 and 4. So... All right, onto the NFC because I totally screwed this whole thing up. You have the Cowboys for the NFC East, the Bears for the North, in the South you have the Saints, and in the West you have the Rams with the Seahawks and the Eagles as your two wild card teams. The buys are going to the Saints and the Rams, so the Bears are going to end up playing the Eagles, and the Cowboys will end up playing the Seahawks. So Eagles, good job making it here so far. Good luck against the Bears. Not going to lie, they look like a pretty good team. Um, so we're going to talk all about this, like I said, in our little uh, NFL uh, magic hour, whatever you want to call it, our extravaganza that will be coming up this week. couple of coaching changes. Dirk Coder for the Tampa Bay Bucks after three years. He's kaput. They're firing him. Todd Bowles is out. Uh, I think the Dolphins coach is out. Um Packers, you know, fired McCarthy a little while ago, and then uh, the Cardinals—they're also going to be looking for a coach. You got—you got quite a few coaching changes. So let's wildly speculate on who's going to end up coaching next season. So the biggest candidates right now, number one, is Jim Harba- Harbaugh. Nobody thinks this guy's leaving Michigan. I personally don't think he's leaving Michigan, but the Jets are going to offer him at least seven million dollars to leave Michigan. Wherever this guy goes, he wins. That's it. I don't see him leaving after everything he's done in, in in Michigan. You know, his issue with the 49ers was all about management and you know, he kind of bucked heads a little bit with San Francisco. It just I don't see him going back to the NFL just yet. Uh, Bruce Arians, he's been a commenter for CBS for the last year, but he was the coach. For the Cardinals things didn't really work out too great while he was there although they they were rebuilding so look for Bruce Arians at least get a call or two uh Chris Richard the defensive back coach for the Dallas Cowboys he has really made some improvements with that team I don't really see him as a head coaching candidate just yet but he's definitely going to get a couple of interviews uh Greg Williams he's been the interim head coach for the Cleveland Browns and I really hope that the Browns give this guy a shot at a job next year And uh, Freddie Kitchens, he's been the uh, offensive coordinator in the interim for the Cleveland Browns, and I really hope that somebody, even the Browns, take a look at him. And then Josh McDaniels, this is one of the big names as well, the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. Josh McDaniels, of course, is a uh, a very well-known coach. Um, He was with the Broncos from 2009 to 2010, um, and he was with the Colts. Wait, let me think here. No. He signed with the Colts, and then the Patriots called him, and he was like, eh, I'm going back to the Patriots. Um, no, Josh McDaniels, he's been a, he's he's definitely going to get a head coaching job somewhere. I think most likely, though, he has good rapport with Brady. If Belichick ever decides to retire, I think New England's going to want to keep this guy around. We'll see what happens. Joe Calabro. He'll probably talk more about that when we have him on the show because he loves to talk about that. Let's move into uh, college because we're we're at that point where we're like blurring the lines between college football and not college football. Oh, and Mike McCarthy, how could I just forget this guy? Yeah, I think every team's probably giving him a call right now. I mean, the guy has won a Super Bowl. He was with Aaron Rodgers. He was with the Packers. Made them a pretty good team. Although the last few years they've kind of fell off the map. I think he deserves. A look somewhere and someone's gonna give this guy a look all right college football uh this week we had some of the bowl games so the quick lane bowl between minnesota and georgia tech minnesota won this one 34 to 10 uh the cheese it bowl between california and tcu tcu got the win in overtime 10 to 7 um the serve pro first responder bowl between boston college and boise state this one had to be canceled due to inclement weather uh, Thursday at Temple and Duke in the Walk-On's Independence Bowl, Duke won tw- 56-27. Uh, Miami, uh, no, lost the pinstripe bowl, the new era pinstripe bowl. Uh, Wisconsin beat Miami 35-3. Uh, then in the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, you had Baylor beating Vanderbilt uh, 45-38. Friday... Iowa State, number 24 in the nation, taking on number 13, Washington State. Washington State won that one 28 to 26. That was the Valero Alamo Bowl. The Camping World Bowl, West Virginia beat Syracuse. West Virginia was 16th in the country. Oh, I'm sorry, Syracuse beat West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia was 16 in the country, Syracuse 20, Syracuse 134-18. The Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl, best name ever. Auburn beats Purdue 63-14. to 14. Come on, Purdue, at least show up, guys. All right, and then uh, Saturday, obviously, these were some of the bigger games. So the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, it, let's just call it the Peach Bowl, though. Let's not add Chick-fil-A on there. That's just, that just sounds wrong. Just wrong. Uh, Florida got the best of Michigan, 41-15. to 15. I think fans were at least relieved that Michigan was not in the college football playoffs. Uh, the Belk Bowl, South Carolina-Virginia, UVA crushed South Carolina 28-0. And then the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl, in which uh, Nevada beat Arkansas State in overtime 16-13. Now, the college football semifinals were also that day. And those were probably two of the most boring games ever. I mean, honestly, Notre Dame losing to Clemson. Big shocker. Notre Dame didn't really play any big-name schools this year. That's the problem. They're an independent school, but of course they're Notre Dame. So how could they not have let them in? UCF, they've beaten a few big-ranked teams as well. Maybe they could have been in. I know I talk a lot about how UCF was just shafted from the college football playoffs. And honestly, watching these two Titans, Clemson, and Alabama crush Oklahoma and Notre Dame. Really makes me think that maybe an eight-team playoff doesn't work. You're just going to see more of the same: the number one and the number two team going toe to toe in the college football finals. Now, this is the third time that that's happened. Granted, it's only been a couple of years of the college football playoffs, right? CFP, CFB. I can't keep I can't keep track of these acronyms. So. 3 3 years now. The number 1 and number 2 have played in the playoffs. The number 1 team has never won. So Clemson, I'm looking at you guys, maybe a repeat. Um, it's actually the first time since they've started the college football playoffs that the two national title teams are undefeated and the first time and the, the wow. The winner will be the first football team since Penn in 1897 to win 15 games in a season. Holy cow. I didn't know that. Um, Alabama, they're in their fourth consecutive national championship. They're two and one in the last three. Clemson's playing in the title game. This is its third title game in the last four years. They won one and they lost one to Alabama. Also Tua, their quarterback, I'm not even going to try and pronounce this dude's last name. He's a sophomore. He could be the first rookie quarterback to start and win a national title game since Jamil Holloway in 1985. That was for Oklahoma. Now, fans will point out that Tua did play in last year's game. They had, uh, he brought the Alabama back from a 13-point deficit, but he came in at halftime. That's right. He was benched for the first half. So, full game of Tua. Versus Clemson, Alabama, and the Tigers. Should be a fun game. I think we've seen a few of these. All right, folks, we're going to take a break. I've been talking way too long, much more than I expected. We'll gloss over basketball. I can't gloss over hockey, can I? Maybe a little bit. All right, folks, we're going to take a little break when we turn basketball, hockey, and, of course, MLB, free agency, craziness. woo That was weird. All right, I'll see you guys in a couple seconds. they going to snap. Fall officially upon us, friends. I hope you have your North Faces and your PSLs ready because you're going to need them. I have to say, both of those companies have really good branding. I mean, who, who doesn't want that for their own company? We here at Sports 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 are looking for the same like-minded companies who want to grow their brands by advertising through us. Want to be involved? It's easy. Just email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's sports3xpodcast at gmail. Com. Right now we're offering free advertising on our show, so please shoot us a message and take advantage of this offer. Okay, that's all I have to say. Let's get back to the show. Back To the court with Archie Diaco. Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins for the championship. No, 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 the national champions with Jenkins hitting the. Rear-wheel. All right, folks, we're back. I talked a lot about football. Let's talk a little about basketball. The Bucks beat the Nets on Saturday, 129 to 115. Shabazz Napier, 32 points, four rebounds, and seven assists. Bucks took over first place in the Eastern Conference. What? We'll get to that in a moment. The Jazz were pretty smooth, crushing the Knicks, 129 to 97, and it's Kanner. The guy's not even starting. He's the best player on the Knicks. They don't even want to start him. I don't know what's going on there. They're just a headache. Maybe they're trying to lose for a good draft pick. Let's hope. The Wizards, they beat the Hornets, 130 twenty seven. Kemba Walker, 20-47 points. Whew, cooked them. And the Rockets, they're on a huge winning streak right now. They're 91 in their last 10. They're 108-104 victory over the Pelicans. Much needed. They're now 20-15. and Remember, they were basement dwellers two weeks ago. Hawks beat the Cavaliers, 111-108. Celtics beat the Grizzlies, 112-103. The Nugs beating the Suns, 122-118. to 118. That's a lot closer of a score than we would have expected with Nuggets being number one and the Suns being number zero. Warriors, 115-105 victory over the trail. Blazers, Klay Thompson with 32 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist. Damon Lillard, 40 points for him. A lot of 40-point games this weekend. And the Spurs, they had 122 versus the Clippers with 100 11 so the spurs they got a big victory as well that was on saturday sunday's games today's games timberwolves beat the heat 113 104 raptors beating the bulls 95 to 89 uh the mavericks and the thunder these two teams are playing each other right now as we speak and uh, the score there is 84 78 they're in the fourth quarter at the moment. The Magic, they beat the Pistons 109-107 in a couple late games tonight. 49ers, wow, 49ers. 76ers beating the Trailblazers. Well, they're, I'm sorry, did I speak too soon? They're playing the Trailblazers, probably going to beat them. Kings and the Lakers, they play each other as well. Battle of California going on right there. Like I said, talking about the standings, the Bucks took over the first spot in the NBA standings. The Raptors, they they've just had a couple of bad weeks. I think they're um maybe five and five or six and four, somewhere somewhere like that in their last ten games. And unfortunately it's just it it doesn't bode well for them at the moment. Uh so the Raptors are, are really close. No, I'm I'm sorry, the Raptors actually with that win today <sighs> Raptors took over first place against from the Bucks. It's going back and forth. It's one of those things. Pacers are close behind them. They're are 2.2 games behind them. You have the 76ers, Celtics, Hornets, Heat, and Pistons, right? The Pistons, actually Hornets, Heat, and Pistons all have losing records. Three teams in the Eastern Conference playoff slots have losing records. That's how bad it is in the East right now. The Magic are there. The Nets are closing in. And then you have, like, the Wizards, who are start. That's where you're starting to get the gap between the contenders and pretenders. Um, Of course, bottom of the barrel, you have the Hawks, Bulls, Knicks, and Cavaliers. Knicks are in a good position for a draft pick. I'm talking a lot about draft picks today. The Jets, the Knicks. Let's move on. Denver, like I said, they're still in first place. The Warriors are half a game behind them. Then you have Oklahoma City, a game behind first. Then you have the Clippers. They're 21-15. The Rockets, four-game winning streak. Like I said, 91 in their last 10 games. The Lakers, they've lost two straight. They're dropping a little bit, 20-16. Then you have the Trailblazers and the Kings. Kings have a winning record. They're in that eighth spot. The Spurs, they're 7-3 in their last 10. So the Spurs are starting to hit that rocket ship up. Uh, And then you have the Grizzlies, Jazz, and uh, Timberwolves, who were all kind of there. And then, again, that's where you get your drop-off. But honestly, I mean, the Pelicans could get on a big streak. Let's say they win five games, right? Five of their next games. That'll, that'll basically put them right there on the edge of playoff contention. So it's really close. The only team that basically has no shot right now is the Suns. Don't you love it? All right, looking at hockey, the Penguins got a big win over the Blues. 6-1, to four points for Sid the Kid. Although he's not a kid anymore. The guy's in his 30s. Devils beating the Hurricanes 2-0. The Wild beat the Jets 3-1. Sharkies destroy the Oilers 7-4. Golden Knights get a win over the Kings, 4-1. Bruins over the Sabres 3-2 in overtime. Kirillet, he gets the uh, OT goal. Kerali? Kerali. Kirillet? Never seen that name before. Alright, Islanders, they had four goals against the Maple Leafs. Barzel, hat trick. Matt Barzil, he's been crushing it for the Islanders so far this season. Capitals beat the Senators 3-2. Canadians, Losing to the Lightning, 6-5. And then the Panthers beating the Flyers, 2-1. Uh Oh, wait, a couple more games. Rangers beat the Predators, 4-1. Um, two's goals by fast. Stars beat the Wings, 5-1. Blackhawks beating the Avalanche, 3-2. That one was overtime. Canucks beat the Flames in overtime, 3-2. And the Coyotes beat the Duckies, 5-4 in overtime. So... Quite a lot of overtime games. Sunday, there was one game and one game only, and it's going on right now. It's the Golden Knights and the Coyotes, and that one really just, just barely, just barely started. Let's look at the standings. In the Eastern Conference, starting with the Atlantic, Lightning are on top. They have 62. Then you got the Maple Leaves there at 54 points, and then you got the Sabres at 48. Your two wildcard teams at the moment. Are the Bruins and Canadians? They have 46, 47 points respectively. The Islanders, though, are at 44. So a win by them can put them now into the wild card slot. The Islanders are actually looking kind of good right now. They've won three straight games. They're seven and seven, two and one in their last ten. So maybe we will get a wild card from the Metro. Speaking of the Metro, the top three teams there, you have the Capitals at uh, 51 points, the Blue Jackets at 47, and the Penguins at 46. Penguins on a five-game winning streak. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. Capitals are 9-1 and one in their last 10. They've won four straight games. So last week, they were faltering a little bit. It allowed Columbus and the Penguins to catch up just a bit, close that gap. But the Capitals, they just keep pushing forward, and I really hope they lose. What? What was that? Nothing. Nothing. I don't hate Alex Ovechkin. Yes, I do. All right, moving on to the West. The Central Division, Uh, the Jets are ahead at 51. Remember, they took over from the Nashville Predators, who have lost their last six games. What the heck, Nashville? Three and six in their last ten? They look really bad. The Avalanche, 45 points. And then when you look at the wild card teams, the Dallas Stars would be one of those teams at 43. In the Pacific, you have the Flames at 50, the Sharks at 49, the Knights, Golden Knights at 48. They keep pushing themselves up there. Remember, they we were talking a few weeks ago like they probably weren't making the playoffs. And yet, here they are once again, the Ducks, they've lost their last five games. 44 points for the Anaheim Ducks. Some interesting stuff that happened this week, as I said, um, nothing. What did I say? Anyway, Jets, Dustin Bufflin, he'll be out for a while. We don't really know what that means, but apparently somebody at the Jets does. Uh, the Jackets are going to lose Fo- Fellino F- due to uh, surgery. His daughter's having surgery. We wish her the best. And then, uh, the big news is the stars, the CEO, the CEO, uh, um, Jim lights made a comment earlier this week about their two top players, Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben calling them effing horses, because apparently that's what you say when somebody's playing poorly. I'm going to call you a horse. You do better. I don't really know. Anyway, the uh, NHL Players Association, they were not fans of that, and they are coming down hard on Jim Lights for saying some honestly rude stuff about the two best players on his team. Sagan fired back, or Ben fired back, uh, which one was it? It was, yeah, Jamie Ben fired back saying, I don't play for that guy. And honestly, after that, good luck re-signing those, you dumb-dumb Dallas Stars. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, anyway, why don't we take another break? We can laugh about the stars to ourselves as we do it. And then when we return, I'm going to tell you exactly why I'm wearing a Dodgers hat with a Yankees jersey. Stay tuned, fans. Sports3X Podcast will be right back. Kevin Miller. Right back ahead. It's DeBrusque with a step. DeBrusque trying to get ready! Right Gardner, he pivots inside, gets himself out of position, DeBrusque is able to get it to the forehand, and that's a nasty goal. Are your briefs too stretchy? Well now they don't have to be with stiff pants, now with only 45% chance of impotence okay that's a pretty bad advertisement you know what would work better here though your own ad nick drago here again offering you a piece of the action right here right now best part is it can be anything you want it to be no wait that's not the best part how could i forget the best part the best part is i'm offering free ad space so if you have a product you want me to endorse please email us at sports 3 xpodcastgmailcom at gmail.com it won't cost you a dime and I'll be waiting patiently at my computer. The Astros are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Pie me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks as we're about to talk some baseball. I know baseball's not going on right now, but free agency. I gotta say, this thing's getting crazy. Where the heck are, are Bryce Harper and Machado gonna sign? We'll get to that. However, we did find out the Blue Jays, they got a new player this week, Clayton Richard, in a trade from the Padres. Uh, The Angels, they're going to sign Lucroy on a one-year deal. Uh, Oh, also the Blue Jays signed Shoemaker for a one-year deal as well. And then Nelson Cruz, the rumor is, well, not the rumor, it's pretty set in stone. He's going to the Twins, and that is a one-year deal. Tommy Pham for the Rays confirmed what... Everybody has been saying for years about Tampa Bay. They don't have a fan base. It's not a great place for for baseball. Glad to know that a player on the Tampa Bay Rays agrees with us. Uh, And then the big one, Yusi Kikuchi. He has two days left. Wait, today's the 30th. He has the 31st, the 1st, the 2nd. He's got like two and a half days to decide to sign a contract somewhere. So for those who don't know, Kikuchi is this year's big-name Japanese pitcher that wants to come over and play in the pros. And every couple years, there is a, a a big name that comes out. So you had Yu Darvish, Masahiro Tanaka. Last year was Shohei Otani, if you remember me going on and on and on about that guy. Well, this year it's Kikuchi. Now, Kikuchi's been uh, playing for the—, uh, the is it the Cebu Lions? Yeah, he's been with Cebu since 2011. He was 20 years old. Uh, but the last six seasons, he's pitched 875 innings, 2.65 ERA, and an 8.5 strikeout per nine inning rate. That's pretty good. However, this guy's not coming over with the same fanfare that Darvish Tanaka and Otani is. I'm really not expecting him to be like one of those guys. This guy almost seems like he's more of a Daisuke Matsuzaka. You know, maybe he'll have a few decent seasons and then just disappear, vanish into anonymity. I don't know. They say he has a mid-90s fastball, a pretty good slider, a curveball. He can pitch a changeup. And uh, is he a lefty? I think he's a lefty. Uh, yeah, he's had some shoulder issues in the past. Regardless, there's got to be a team out there that wants this guy. I really don't want the Yankees to do it, even though they do need pitching. I don't think this is the right choice, but I'm sure the right choice is out there. No, what I do want the Yankees to do is sign Manny Machado. And guess what? He is the number one favorite. Everybody in their mothers is convinced that Machado is going to the Bronx. Is he? I really don't know, but it basically is all but certain at this point. So, that explains the Yankee jersey, the Dodger jersey. Bryce Harper is most likely going to the Dodgers. They traded Matt Kemp. They traded Yassiel Puig. They made tons of cap space. We all know Bryce is going there. We all know Machado is going to the Yankees. Great. Can we move on? Well, you still have Dallas Kitchell. You still have Craig Kimbrell, who now you say might go back to the Braves? I'd rather that than the Red Sox, honestly. Um, yeah, and Zach, Britton, Zach Britton's been talking to the Yankees as well. So, you know, it's all just that continuous cycle of rumors. But it looks like we at least have some answers on the two big names, Harper and Machado. I, I'm very, very highly obsessed with those two going to big markets. Now, because of that, everyone in the small markets is going to start crying foul about how... The big market teams always win because they have the most money. They should instill a salary cap. I'm going to be honest with you. I've talked to a lot of people this week, and that's basically what they've told me. The second they found out I was a Yankee fan, it was all about the salary cap. So, are the big name teams always the one winning? The Dodgers, Yankees, and Red Sox, right? Those are your big three. Your big three spenders. And then, you know, you could could say maybe the Mets... You could maybe say the Giants or the Cubs or the Astros. But for the most part, a lot of the teams that are winning World Series right now aren't your big let's throw a lot of money at it. It's the teams that drafted well. The Royals, Cubs, Astros. I hate to say it, but the Red Sox, they they were all made with homegrown talent. Yeah, the Red Sox pulled in a few. They've pulled in a few favors there. But the Royals, Cubs, and Astros didn't. That's three of your last four. You know, and if we go back ten years, the Phillies, the Phillies were all homegrown talent, not the Yankees. Definitely not that. Not the 2009 Yankees. They were all spending. San Francisco, the first time around, I would agree. The, the second two times, maybe not so much. The Cardinals, yeah, they spent a lot of money, but that was they had Albert Pujols, they had some big name guys on that team. I, regardless. I don't think that money is the issue. I think it's that a lot of these teams, they have their homegrown talent, but they can't convince these guys to stay. So, yes, partially money is the issue because they go elsewhere for giant and giant paychecks. And the league just keeps saying, yeah, whatever, $300 $300 million uh, contract. Sure, we can keep doing that. So, to me, I think a limit needs to be placed on the amount you can pay per contract, not a salary cap. Teams have trouble... Uh, teams that are in smaller markets are having trouble signing these guys because who's going to want to stay in Kansas City when you could go to New York? I don't know. I'm obviously defending not having a salary cap because it's benefited my team. I really don't have a great argument. Honestly, it will improve parity in the sport. Although, honestly the other honesty in the last five years, a different team has won a world series. There's not much dynasty here. And even beyond that, beyond the giants and red Sox, you haven't had any other double dips in the last, I don't know, since, since 2000. So I'd say baseball has, has a lot of parity as it is again. I'm just defending my side. And then the last big thing we got to talk about our athlete of the week this week, Trevor Williams. Do you know who that is? well he's a pitcher for the pirates and sometimes he's Bryce Harper this guy was at a he was out to dinner in new york the waiter saw him he's got a nice big bushy beard maybe he was talking about baseball i don't really know a waiter saw him thought he was bryce harper spoke to him Asked him where he was going to sign, and Trevor Williams, pretending to be Bryce Harper, said, Oh, I'm coming to New York. I'm going to sign with the Yankees. So, of course, this waiter flips out. He's telling everybody about it. Well, turns out you were talking to the wrong guy. I mean, granted, they they do kind of look alike. I don't know. If I wasn't 100% certain, I probably wouldn't have asked, and that's just me. All right. Do we want to wrap this thing up? Special thanks as usual to the content editor, logo designer, and now set designer of our podcast, Johanna Albert. Thank you. You're, you have been so amazing. Oh, Johanna Drago. What am I doing? I'm married to her now. Okay. <laughs> um, the uh, music for this program is A Song Called Gold, Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Special thanks as usual. Joe Calabro, my Aunt Jeannie Jafarzadeh. And uh, uh, Mary Kay Albert all gave us some likes on Facebook. Um, anybody else? Anybody else? We got a comment from John Asaro. He still believes after everything I said last week about the Yankees having one of the top pitching staffs in the league that the Yankees need pitching. I mean, they kind of do. I think they need relief pitching, but starting pitching's pretty good, I guess. I don't know. Um, so, anybody else? If you want to comment... If you want to like something, if you want to share one of our stuff, if you want your name, comment, whatever it is thrown out in the podcast, two things, you can either just go and comment in our comment section or you can email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. I will talk about whatever you want on the show. You just got to do the email thing, and I will talk to high heavens about it for the most part. Um, Find us on SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, like, share, comment, email, tweet at us. I don't care. Just do all of those things. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got to go down to Washington and end this shutdown. Uh, A lot of government employees are really awaiting for me, so I'm sorry, guys. I got to go. Thank you again for joining me. And remember, two episodes of the Sports 3X Podcast, Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast, with Nick Drago next week. One previewing all the NFL craziness and one post viewing all of the NFL craziness so look out for those things subscribe like all that fun stuff all right I'm gonna go good night friends